Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in February of 2023. And it's here. It's episode 100. Welcome, everybody. Oh, my gosh. We made it, Laura, to 100. I don't believe it. I mean, I do and I don't, you know, like I I can't believe that we're here already. But looking back, I, I mean, wow, 100. That's crazy. I know. I know. Wow. Well, do you want to say the title of it? Oh, right. Yeah, I should I should probably do that. It's like I haven't done this a hundred times. <laughs> Only um, 99. Right. You're right. You're right. That's that's so much better. Um, so welcome to episode 100. What is your funniest or most memorable teaching moment? I mean, already we're off to a great start. Yes, Funny yes. intro and memorable intro. I mean, I think that's that's that one takes the cake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, listeners, uh, we want to give a shout out to all of you who shared your experiences for this episode because this episode would not be possible had you not filled out the Google form. Yeah. So thank you, everyone who did. I can't wait. I cannot wait to read these. And, and I, be so fun. some of them are hilarious. And yeah. some of them just, you know, tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. <sighs> and that's what we asked for. So thank you. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. My reflection for this week is, I'm not kidding you, six months to the day I got COVID again. Oh, yeah. So I think those antibodies, oh, no. you know, work for six months. I have now written on my calendar for five months, 15 days, go get a booster. Oh, like what are the odds? I don't, I mean, apparently good, but <laughs> I guess so. Um, oh, yeah, crazy. Same, oh, yeah. same exact symptoms, same exact medicine I took. Um, I just, ugh, I don't want to do this again though. Yeah. The worst part was my head was pounding for 24 hours straight and oh. it wasn't even like a migraine because I've had plenty of those. It wasn't just a headache. It, it was just pound pound. I, it was probably with my heartbeat now that I think about it. You know, it just was oh, right. horrible. But I'll oh. tell you what, Paxlovid, it's it's a dream medicine for me other than the, I still have the metallic taste in my mouth for that aftertaste of the medicine. Right. But by tomorrow it should be gone. Thank God. Oh, yeah. goodness. Wow. Yeah. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen you since you you told me you got COVID again and oh yeah. I feel for you. But I'm glad you rested and and you're doing better. I am. Thank you. Good, good. Uh my reflection was just about our episode last week. I mean, I feel like we really pulled back the curtain. Like here's everything that happens behind the curtain, behind the the things that you don't know that teachers do and and why we are so pressed for time and why we say the things that we say, right? It's just it's there's a lot to do and there's just never enough time to do it. And I know that that's like the 
that's what everybody says about about just life in general. But in this profession, it's just there's just not enough time to no. plan everything accordingly and to be ready. And I mean, you're never really ready for the day. No, you're not. Right? To be able to go through all the things that I have to go through on a daily basis. I would I would never sleep. I would never see my kids. I would never eat. I I would just not and even even if I had twenty four hours to prepare for like a full day of school, I still wouldn't have enough time. No. Yeah. Ugh. And then you have to do it all over again. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. One and done. Um, good news. What do you have? Yeah. Another weekend of dance competition. This has been my life these last few weekends, but uh, my daughter performed her ballet solo at a big like ballet competition and she did so well. I mean, first of all, that girl smiles from ear to ear when she's up on stage and one thing that just really impressed me, and she's nine, so just for everybody to know, like context here, but she's nine. And she used up, I, I mean, I was so proud. She used up the entire stage. You know, a lot of soloists, like they stay in one little area. Right. I, she was from corner to corner and just smiling. Even when her back was turned, she was smiling. Another student in her dance competition even said to me, even when she does her pirouettes, she's smiling. She's smiling as she's going around. I'm like, yeah, she's always smiling and showing her little dimples. And I mean, I was just a mess. I was bawling like crazy because I was so proud of her. And she did so well, so so well. So my heart is full. <laughs> I, you know that that yes. yeah, it was all good. So I'm exhausted, but um, and we have to do it again tonight. But uh, exhausting, but rewarding, you know, to see your kids up there. Of so. course, of course. Well, my good news, which I didn't even get to like send anything out this past Monday because I was feeling horrible, but. The NCTM Board of Directors ballot is now open, and Karina, I'm going to tell you that I received many texts and some DMs saying that people, you know, that person voted for me, so thank you to all of you who have voted for me already, and I still have to wait until March 31st for the slate to close you know, the election to actually officially close and then the waiting period. I don't know how long it'll take to find out if I'm actually going to be the elementary director for the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics Board of Directors. That's just like crazy for me to, yes, for, for me to even say, like, really, I mean, it's, it's an honor just to have been selected to make it on the ballot, but, uh, I really hope I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I'm over here just in awe. Like, wow, that's so, that's so amazing. Mm. I'm so excited for you. I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We are going to get into today's episode, which is Mm -hmm. people's funniest or most memorable teaching moment. You know who didn't fill out the form, Karina? You or me. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. But you know what? We're going to read somebody's and then we'll give our little spin on it, you know, our takeaway from it. And that might be enough. And if not, we'll we'll share ours another time. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. You want to start us off? Sure. So here we go. The first one I have for you today. Are you ready, Laura? I cannot wait. 
As I look back on my teaching career, there have been many memorable moments, but the one that sticks out happened very recently. I'm currently in the aspiring assistant principal program in my county and was lucky enough to step in for an AP that was going to be out for the week. During my first day as the replacement AP, we got a call from a primary grade with a student who was very sick and had diarrhea, so I went to get her and bring her to the nurse. The student felt horribly sick but was able to make it to the office, and as we can assume, she didn't smell great. When I brought her to the nurse, they basically said, that's not my job, and I was blown away by this reply, but I didn't have time to converse with her about how wrong she was. The principal and another teacher helped prepare an isolation room to get her cleaned up and into new clothes. As they were doing this, the smell was worsening, so we stepped outside, and as we were standing there, I asked her if she was okay, and she looked me dead in the eye and had another accident again. Oh. Oh. It was so much. She filled her boots she was in. Oh, boy. It was one of those moments you never learn anywhere in education until it happens. I felt so bad for her, and there isn't much you can do but get her cleaned up and sent home for rest. We can teach theory to educators all we want, but 95% of what we do has to be on-the-job training and always expect the unexpected. Oh, oh my goodness. I guess oh we should have done a like a, a little alert before to say, well, okay, wow. listen, if you've been in education long enough, you've either been pooped on, thrown up on, or, you know, boogied on, sneezed on, oh coughed God. on, like all, we all of know. those things. Oh my gosh. I feel so First... bad for the little one. I know. Oh. I mean, I feel bad for the AP too, but. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I mean, listen, we did ask for a memorable moment. That is memorable. That's something you won't ever forget. Oh my gosh. Like the teacher said, we don't, you go, you can't train for that. You have to just live through it and experience. I mean, so much of what we do every day is not something that you can find in a textbook. Oh no. It's just like a runner. You can't teach someone what to do when you have a runner. Right. And people, the, the, the incoming, what are they called? The pre-service teachers, they won't yeah. understand what we're talking about until they experience it themselves. Right. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> okay. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right. I was working in kindergarten. Well, God bless you right there. Yeah. And we were having a Thanksgiving theme day. I needed to fill a giant plastic tub with water in order to do a demonstration about pumpkins floating. I rolled the tub to the janitor's room right next to the cafeteria to fill it. There was a hose connected to the sink. (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) So it would be easy to fill the tub. We have very little water pressure in the bathroom sink on the other side of the wall, so I was unprepared for the volcanic pressure to erupt from the janitor's sink. As soon as I turned the water on, the hose went flying. I screamed and flailed, trying to dodge the hose and get to the spigot. It took a good long time before I was able to wrench it off. When all was calm, not only was I soaked, but water was dripping from every surface, including the ceiling, the shelves, and my chair. The cafe ladies were standing in the doorway laughing their full heads off, and I still didn't have water for my demonstration. 
I was so drenched, I needed a change of dry clothes. Here comes the hilarious part. All that was available was an eighth grade uniform. Oh my I got God. To, <laughs> I got to relive the disaster all day, each and every time someone wondered why I was dressed like a 14-year-old. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Um well, I mean, I have had times where I've had to go home and change. What about you? Uh, so this is so funny. I just, it just, as you were reading that, my a memory just flashed into my head. So I was sitting in one of the chairs, those plastic chairs, and I was wearing a dress. And you know how the plastic chairs sometimes, like, you get hooked on it, like, yep. get caught in it. So I got caught in one of the little metal buttons, right, that they have. The one ripped that my dress. One, one piece of my hair always gets caught yes. on, wrapped around. Yes. Yeah. It ripped my dress. <gasps> and I like, as I got up, I'm like, <gasps> it ripped my dress. So I'm like, what do I do? Like it was the beginning of the day. I'm like just starting to bring kids into the classroom. So I grabbed my stapler ran to the bathroom and told the teacher like next door, can you just keep an eye on my kids while I go, I like dress emergency. And she's like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> she's like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I go to the dress uh, or inside the bathroom. I take off my dress and I just staple it all along the, the tear and just throw that back on and go outside and welcome kids like nothing had even happened. And then sure enough, of course, this is the day where the principal is out walking to make sure that kids are allowed in to the classroom on time, right? So she walks by my room and I'm like, I promise I was here. I just had like a dress emergency and I had to staple my desk, my dress. And she's like, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm not even kidding. So I turn around and you can see like the staples where I stapled all down my dress. I'm like, I think this will work for today. <laughs> oh my gosh. The things we do, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the show must go on. Like, okay. I just. So I'm also thinking of all the times, you know, you spill your coffee or your yeah. Coke or your whatever and you just got a big stain and you just keep going yep that's it oh my gosh listener thank you for sharing that with us oh yeah man. thank you I, I mean I was reminded I've totally forgot that memory <laughs> so there it is so there it is that's funny all right I'll go on to the next one okay go ahead it's hard to pick one moment there are so many yep I get that the excitement when students solve a tricky problem, the anticipation of students that something exciting is going to happen in class today, a teacher leaning in and listening to students, a teacher noting that the sample lesson plans we're looking at all involved student discourse, a new teacher willing to take a jump into a BTC classroom, woo, woo, woo. a previously resistant teacher opening their classroom to you, students sharing how they count, working on counting backwards from 20 for months and months in RTI with one student, grade one students cutting up extra bits of paper to make additional pieces of chocolate when doing a sharing problem, meeting so many MTBOS teachers. What is that? Um, That's math teacher blogosphere. Oh, yes. At NCTM and 
NCSM, the engagement anytime I share an SD mystery with students, convincing a group of teachers to try a lesson study, a student being excited about math after engaging in a non-curricular task. These are just some of the memories that keep me going and pushing our teachers to improve their practice. I mean, (sighs) (laughs) yes, I I mean, that is at the end of the day, that is why we do it all. Those are all Oh, amazing. We, we, we are so lucky to have this job. We are. I know. And we forget about that. Yeah, we do. Because of the day-to-day doldrums, right? The, yes. Ah, oh, thank you for sharing all of those amazing, memorable experiences. Because yeah, yeah. That, that's one of those heart-tugging ones, right? Yeah, that like, <sighs> yes. <laughs> That just, that filled my heart too, you see? Yes, I know. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm going to read the next one. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I teach fifth grade math. Well, this could have been you or I, I guess, right? (laughs) It's not. And at an open house, the night before the first day of school, a boy along with his mom came up to me and said, oh, you're the math teacher? I despise math. I smiled at him and said, well... You have just challenged me to make math engaging for you so that you are successful. By the end of that school year, he admitted that he actually enjoys math and was thankful to be in my classroom. He is a senior this school year, and his mom will see me from time to time, and every time she sees me, she thanks me for getting him interested in math and helping him to believe in himself. He has been in advanced classes all through high school, and she said it all started in fifth grade because his attitude changed. I often feel like the bad guy because I'm the math teacher, and so many students and parents say they are bad at math, but it's my mission to learn and grow in order to make math engaging and so that all of my students will feel that, yes, they can figure out math. Yes. Ah, I drop. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I feel the exact same way. I'm just like, if someone Mm. comes up to me and says something about they don't like math, I'm like, game on. Here we go. (laughs) And how many math memories have you and I made together when we're out in public? Do you remember when we were in Texas? Oh, yes. I remember. At the Harley Davidson store? Yeah, share that story. I bought Harley Dice, right? Yes. Yes. And I, I think the the total, and I totally could be wrong, but it was like $2.97 or something yeah. like that. And I gave the girl $3.02 and it completely baffled her why I would give her the two cents. Well, I think what happened, she put it into the register as $3, oh, right? I, and then I you gave, her, gave her- Oh, I gave her the two cents after the fact. Right. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I have two cents. Right. And then it was, here we go. Teachable moment. Right. And she was looking like it was, she was so puzzled. She did not know what to do. She was looking at the money you gave her and looking at the like screen and looking down at the money, the cash, the till was open. And she was like, um, what do I do? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got to have a teaching moment with a stranger, which I've done many a time. <laughs> and I mean, I understand we all get that. <gasps> what do we do? Right. Yeah. So having the time to be able to talk her through it 
And I think I kind of blew her mind, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, she was she definitely giggled uncomfortably, and she's and I remember her saying, "I'm I'm not good at math." Right. And <laughs> you don't tell Laura <laughs> that you're not good at math because I I literally at that point I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> Had like turned away, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna be here a while." <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, so thank you, listener, for sharing that story. Yep, mm. that's funny. All right, you go for the next one. Next one. Next one. Here we go. I really have so many after thirty-one years. Some that are so memorable because they are joyous and and incredible. Some memorable because they are heartbreakingly sad, and some so encouraging that at the end of the year you are ready to do it all over again. I mean, whew, yes, mm-hmm. many stand out in so many ways, but overall is that children simply want to be heard. One boy recently vocalized, "Adults don't always listen to children." He ended up thanking me for taking the time to really listen to him instead of being distracted like all the other adults in his life. It is our duty to listen to the children. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh. Goosebumps. Oh. Wow. But it's so true. It's so true. Relationships over rigor, right? Yes. Yes. And especially in this day and age, right, where technology is everywhere. Oh, yeah. That is an important message. Wow. Thank you for that. Oh, now I want to cry. I know. But I'm going to read the next one because here we go. You ready? This is a funny one. One of my most memorable teaching moments was when I was playing Fraction Pictionary with third grade students. We were playing as a whole class and one particular student was just stellar with his drawings. The kids asked him how come he could draw so well. I will never forget how he said, YouTube. You can learn everything there. He said it with such conviction and surprise that they didn't know that YouTube was the best teacher. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love that too. (laughs) You can learn anything there. It's true. Yeah, right? I like listen again, listen to the children. They speak truth. They do. YouTube does teach everything. I mean, that's the first thing. That's the first thing I do anytime I'm I'm looking well, I Google it, but then if I need something, you know, to explain a how to do something, I go to YouTube. And I've done oh that gosh. recently. I can't even remember what the the last thing I Googled, you know, or looked up on YouTube, but I'm sure it was something to fix something, right? Yeah. Well, I I do. I remember the last thing I did. I was talking to another teacher in my room and he was looking outside and he noticed that there was a teacher out in the parking lot and she was like having trouble. Her lights were going. She was having trouble with her car. And so he calls her and he says, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? I can see you through the window. And she's like, my car won't start. It's saying that the fob battery is dead. And I, I don't I don't know how to figure this out. So we're like, okay, hold on. Let's, we're going to watch a YouTube video and then we'll come help you. So we did, we pulled up YouTube. We put in her, the car, you know, the type of car that she has. And um, what do you do when the fob dies out? And it showed what exactly you needed to do. You needed to take the fob and like, or the key and then put it, put it like on the side of the steering wheel column and then it could start. So he went down there and he did exactly that and it started no problem. And she's like, how did you know how to do that? We're like, YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So YouTube saved the day. (laughs) Wow. All right. 
Go for the next one. one. Okay. After taking a 10-year break from teaching kindergarten, I decided to leave fifth and head back down to K. Woo. Really? That is quite the jump. Uh, On purpose? During During the last week of school, I started moving some things into my new room. A little kindergartner ran into the room from recess and tried to make it to the trash can, but missed and threw up all over my shoes. I think it was my initiation back to K and a reminder that kinders are a little messier than fifth graders. Um. (laughs) Well, I don't really know about that because when I was teaching fifth grade, um, I had a kid miss miss the trash can. I guess I couldn't pull it over, and you know, in time. And oh, I don't boy. think it went over all my shoes, but you know, it just it happens to all of us, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, oh, welcome back. That there is, was your yeah. initiation. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, boy. I wonder oh if that teacher is still teaching kindergarten. I actually, uh, secretly, I actually know who this teacher is. I do. And yes, she is still teaching kindergarten. Wow. Well, God bless you. There yes. we go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here comes the next one. Ready? Yes. Student A told me student B called him a string of not pleasant adjectives. I called over student B and had student A tell me again what he said student B said. Student B's eyes got wide and he said, I didn't call him that. He called me that. I looked back to student A and he said, well, I looked into his eyes and I could tell that was what he was thinking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I could tell. He's a mind reader now. I could tell. A mind reader. Yeah. (laughs) Have we had kids um, lie to us too about what someone said? Yes. Yes. Yes, we have. Here's the next one. Okay. I was doing a number talk in a fourth grade classroom and students were solving 45 times 16. They were using partial products and even doubling and halving, which was awesome. Then one student said, well, I know that there are eight 45 degree angles in a circle, which is 360. So that's two circles worth 720. Wow. What? (laughs) Wow. Wow. That blew my mind. Oh my gosh. See, fourth grade, a fourth grader. If we just shut up and let the kids do the thinking and the learning and the talking. Yeah. Ah, oh, there that that's proof right there why we need to do that. That's amazing. amazing. Oh, okay. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. Go. When I was an interventionist, we were working through a series of algebraic reasoning lessons, and one day the student grabbed his head and he said, "Oh my God, this makes me think so hard. My brain hurts." Oh. Then he turns to me and says. Can we do it again tomorrow? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that too. Oh, yes. Who should be, whose head should be hurting at the end of the day? Not ours. Theirs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Oh, that was so good. All right. Mm. Let me, let me go to the next one. My funniest, sweetest moment was when I was questioning a kindergartner. 
I was using CGI, Cognitively Guided Instruction Interview. When asked how he solved a problem, he simply said, Jesus told me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Jesus, for telling him the answer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That would be like the response all the time. I would. Thank you, Jesus. Right. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But what if Jesus is a student sitting next to him? (laughs) I thought the same thing. (laughs) Okay, here comes another one. I wear bright red lipstick every day. Kindergartners always comment on it. And one day, a little boy came tearing up to me. I love your lipstick. Can you kiss my hand and leave a print? Oh, how sweet is that? Oh, that's so cute. That's like the kissing hand. Yes. Aww. Aww. That was just Aww. so sweet. I wonder if the teacher did it. I bet you the teacher did. You think so? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Oh, well, I don't know. Now, post-COVID days, maybe not. <laughs> Pre-COVID yeah, days, know. I might have thought about it. Uh, maybe I would kiss a <laughs> tissue and be like, here, you can keep it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's probably safer. Yeah, (laughs) that's probably safer. Definitely. Okay, so we have one more. You ready? I'm ready. When I was teaching kindergarten, oh, geez, a lot of these are kindergarten. They are. When I was teaching kindergarten, I was collecting money for a field trip. I asked the parents to put the money in a Ziploc bag. One kid's parents sent in the money in a prescription bottle. Full on oh. label, probably. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh, that's, you know, that's, a, that's like TMI. That just for, reminds for, me. You know, the, that, the parent. It just reminds me, we know more about these kids' families than the families know, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh. Oh, those were so good. I'm so glad we did this. That was so fun. Me too. Oh, my gosh. All right. We, we hope you engage back with us with this episode. If you didn't fill out the form, when it goes out on Twitter, just please write your, your funniest or most memorable teaching moment in that thread. Wouldn't that just be? Yes. Oh. Love to hear some more. And just, yeah, anytime something like that happens, just tag us. I mean, it's, it's, those are great. Those were great. Some of those, again, like just re-inspire us and um, recommit us to the to the career that we've chosen, right? I'm because so glad you said career because I we've been having this discussion at work this week about yeah. teaching is not a job. It's a career. And if you think teaching is a job, you're in the wrong profession. Yeah. It's not. It's a career. And the commitment, the level of commitment. Mm, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. I'm going to throw out this week's challenge. You ready? Go for it. Okay. We have finally decided when our book club is going to begin for our spring book club, and it's going to be March 11th. It is using the book Rough Draft Math by Amanda Jansen, and the Google form will be put out this week because I finally got it ready. Yes. (laughs) Um, If you're interested in attending this book club, it's going to be on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we actually did that for many reasons, but I think our main reason is so that our global friends can join us as well. 
Yes, we had last last book club we had people from Croatia and Australia and even Mexico join us. Yeah. And 3 p.m. was I mean it's a it's very early for them or very late at night for right. them, but but at least they're able to come and it's not, you know, middle of the night. Uh, so we're going to stick to 3 p.m. because it seems to it seems to get a lot of it works for people. for most of us. It works yeah. for yes, it works for most of us. Yep. That was fun, Laura. That was fun. Oh, now we have to figure out what we're going to do for episode 200. (laughs) We've got some time. We've got some time. time. All right, everyone. As always, thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.